You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hi, welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I'm your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about books because a question I've been asked a lot recently by you, my brilliant listeners, are around things like, what are your favourite books? So I thought, well, that, that sounds like a good topic for a pod a day in May. And when I did post on social media about a pod a day in May and the things that I was interested in what you wanted me to cover... Um, and just in case you're wondering, you can find me on social media where I'm at Emma Guns. A lot of people came back, not only asking what books I'm reading, but they also wanted to know things like what books I reread time and time again, my favourite non-fiction books, my favourite fiction books, and how I make time to read. And so it just became clear that it's something that we could maybe open up a little bit on this episode of the show. And before I even talk about reading, I, I feel like I have to confess one thing. And that is that I'm not actually particularly good at absorbing information from books. To put it another way, I'm not very good at learning from books. My brother Gavin, who's been on the show, is incredible at it. He can absorb and interpret from books and he's brilliant. He was always very good at school, aced his exams, all that kind of stuff. And he he learns in a way that I can't even comprehend. And as in adult life, we've had the odd row about it because he'll say oh read this book and I'll be like I can't learn the same way you do I have always said that I monkey see monkey do 
I can watch a cookery program, watch somebody do a full Christmas lunch, etc. And I can potter off to the kitchen and I can go and replicate it pretty much without any errors. So it's very easy for me to understand and interpret and, and do. But ask me to sit down and read that same recipe with the instructions and the ingredients and everything. And I'm going to I'm going to muck it up. It's just not in my wheelhouse. That's not how I process information. And for a long time, this made me feel very stupid because the main way of teaching in schools, definitely back in back in my day, was via books. All lessons were supported by further reading. And that's the point at which I'd get lost. My marks were always low. I always skated very close to the pass-fail mark. And I didn't do well in exams. I don't think I'm stupid now, but I definitely felt stupid when I was younger. And I was defined as not very bright at school. And I was actually asked along with a group of about 10 others to sit my exams at a different college. So not so as not to bring down the uh, average of the results uh, when it came to like big exam time. But anyway, it's all in the past. I'm sure I don't hold any resentment despite having just told you that. Anyway, apparently a lot has changed in schools since the 1990s and pupils learning abilities are identified and then catered to. But if you're curious, there are actually different ways of learning. So there's visual. So that's preferring to use pictures, images, and spatial understanding. So that's probably more me. Oral, which is prefer the use of sound and music, also me. Also potentially why I started a podcast. Verbal, (laughs) another podcast one, using um, words, speech and writing. Physical or uh, kinesthetic, prefer using body, hand, sense of touch. Logical, using logic, reasoning and systems. Social, which is learning in groups and with other people. And solitary, which is uh, preferring to work alone and using self-study. So for a while, because of my experiences at school, I gave books a wide berth. I thought they weren't for me and even going, you know, I'd buy them, but I'd never really read them. Um, But actually, it was struggling with my mental health that ignited a real love for them. For the first time, I have to be really honest, they became very safe ports in a mental storm with rays of hope on every page. So it seems as though self-help or non-fiction books are a great place to start with my favourites, don't you think? So there's the life changer. And this is of no surprise to anyone who's listened to this show more than once is Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass. Um, Now, the full title I will tell you is You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. Now, I've had Jen Sincero on the show a couple of times, and the second time, which was earlier this year, 2019, I told her that not only did I think her books were life changers, I thought they were life savers. Jen's books, along with other tactics, obviously, helped me. And I say obviously because I think it's uh, it's a lot to put all of that on one book. Helped me to change, helped me personally to change my outlook from one that was very negative and bleak and hopeless to one that was positive, bright, and hopeful. I've bought this book for so many people and recommended it con- and recommend it constantly because I found it so useful. And the people who I have given it to you or recommend read it have always come back to me and said, I really get it. I really like it. The vocabulary Jen uses, the tone she takes, the way she communicates, it just really speaks to me because it's a, it's a, it's a type of tough love. She's on your side and that's the kind of motivation I like. I don't like this namby-pamby nonsense. I want someone to say, yep, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's not good, but this is how to get better. 
I actually buy a few copies at a time. And when people come over, if they say they're feeling a little unmotivated or despondent, I will give them a copy. No expectations. I'll just say, you know, you might just give this a little once over. Give this a look. You might, you might like it. I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes, but that hands down is the book that I go back to time and time again. And actually, I remember thinking about a little while ago, I can't remember the time. I remember thinking, oh, if only there was like, if only she could just put together like a snippet version of it. Because sometimes I don't want to dig into the whole book or read a whole chapter. I just kind of want to dip in and dip out. And then she she wrote um, how uh, you are a badass. The everyday it's the everyday journal that she came on to talk about um, last time. And it is exactly that. Each page is it's like a page or two maximum, and each one is its own sort of little uh, thump on the back in a good way. The Mind Opener is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss's. You don't have to have listened to the show for very long to know that. And I think what I enjoy so much about his approach is the lateral thinking. For example, the idea of um, the minimum effective dose, which for him is um, literally going down to a cellular level. I always think of the example in the book, which is, in the weights room, like you can do 12 reps at a certain weight, but if you do one rep at this weight, you get exactly the same physical response. So he talked about, you know, getting his gym kit on, going to the gym, doing one rep and leaving, because on a biological cellular level, he's done the same amount of, he's, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's affected the same change, the same, uh, impact on his body that he wanted but without having to do a series of reps, which I thought was really fascinating. Um, so it's this kind of, there's, there is the um, minimum effective dose and then how to hack your way to a better life via a much more efficient means. And it's sort of breaking the what you understand to be normal or the thing that you maybe have held as normal for a long time and now you're a completely different person or you're a different age and so you can look at something differently. And when I was in the depths of depression, I couldn't find a way to move forward positively. That was the thing. I was so tangled up and with the help of therapy, among other things, I realised I was tangled up and you get to a point where you're so tangled up that you can't move, like you're so knotted up that you're just a ball of knots. And I think a lot of those knots were, were what I thought to be normal and they had got me knotted up. I'm getting into a very strange wool knot uh, analogy here. But um, the depression was deep in large part because I, I couldn't make any progress because everything I tried, you know, everything was a dead end, so to speak. So the first step was to gently start unknotting what I thought was normal and redefining it so I could move forward positively. And I do feel that that's a technique that Tim Ferriss's books, especially The 4-Hour Workweek, really offer and show proven results with, which is really useful. And it just seems to me that Tim's approach is to not be anchored by what you think you know, but to be open to other routes. In the With the example of Tim, it is about success in the main. And that's by whether it's tapping into other people's strategies or going into the lab and doing the tests and controlled experiments or whatever. So I'm very glad that he's, he's taken the time to do that because I don't have the means to. But I think with his books, it's about being plastic and being open and trying unconventional ways of doing things. And if they work for you, then that becomes your, in inverted commas, normal. Although normal obviously is a slightly, uh, can be a slightly strange word to use, but let's just use it in the context of inverted commas. So I think we're all on the same page. It might not necessarily be a book that contains all the answers the four hour work week, but that's not the resource I found it to be personally for me, but it does open your mind. It does make you think slightly differently, which 
it's helpful. It's good. It's nice to open your, your mind, your mind, and expand one's horizons. Uh, the next book is Recovery by Russell Brand. Such a favourite. Um, and I'm not all the way through it yet, and you'll understand why when I tell you what it's like. So I used to do a brilliant impression, I like to think, of um, uh, Russell Brand when he was on Celebrity Big Brothers, but on the side, involving him pulling down his trousers and pulling out his dinkle. So it is a little surprising that I now count his self-help, self-improvement books as some of, as some of my most trusted, and his podcast is flipping brilliant. Um, but recovery in particular is an interpretation of the 12 steps program that can be applied by anyone to anything. It's quite confronting, but as with Jenna Sincero, you do feel as though you're in safe hands with Russell because he's been there, done it and lives it. Each chapter is, um, explains why this, where this step is worth taking and it guides you through how to take it. And there is a stumbling block in chapter four because it requires you to write down all the things that are effing you up or have ever effed you up. And you can't lie or leave anything out and you have to sort of write it down and explain in what ways it effed you up. And you do need to sit down with it and write that down and put the little symbols next to it about which part of you it effed up. And in my case, I created a spreadsheet, which then took me four months to actually get to filling out because it takes a long time. So I was very reassured when Russell said, <laughs> when I got to step five and he was like, you might have found that it took you a long time to do step four. I felt like I was on the right path. Some of it's really tough to say out loud or write down in black and white. It really is. And I'm still not at the end of this book, but even with the first third, um, just over a third, I feel as though progress is being made. And it is that thing of confronting, writing it down. And again, I've, I definitely come from the school of thought of if you know something, if you know there's a problem, you can work on it. Rather than if you know there's a problem, you can just go, oh yeah, there's a problem. And I feel like recovery identifies it, but then allows you to move forward from it. Another one, and she's been on the show as well, is The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. And um, Gretchen, like Jen, has been on the show a couple of times. And the first time she came on was to talk about the four tendencies. And the reason I found this book so useful and think of it as a self-help book is that it identifies different personality types based on how you respond to external and internal expectations. So expectations from others and expectations from yourself, from you. I think it's an excellent tool in understanding yourself, but also understanding others. One's tendencies do tend to shape your behavior, or not do tend, they shape your behavior. So if you understand your tendency, you can better navigate the world and you can better avoid things that will trigger you and you can run towards things that will make you feel good. And if you understand other people's tendencies without getting them to sit down and do a test and confirm it, but if you can kind of understand where someone else is is coming from it helps with work I definitely look back now and think oh god that person I used to work with who I never understood why they they always seemed like they were shirking actually it wasn't it's just that they had a different way of doing things and it's a really good exercise in going everyone's different and your way ain't the right way so back down the four tendencies are obliger questioner upholder and rebel trust me find out which one you are and a lot of things will start making sense i'll put the link um to the episodes of the show where gretchen was a guest in the show notes i'll also put the link to the online four tendencies quiz and i'll obviously put the link to gretchen and all the books mentioned on this podcast in the show notes just as a reminder now this is my um most recent book purchase actually in terms of self-help and it was highly recommended and it's mastery the keys to success and long-term fulfillment by george leonard 
This is a current read and it's not a huge book and therefore shouldn't take long to read. <laughs> I still haven't finished it. And again, it, it takes a look at personality types, motivating yourself, learning to lean into and enjoy the plateau. Clue, a plateau is actually a necessary springboard to even more greatness. I'm not all the way through it and it should be, given that it's probably, a, well, for me, a three to four hour, hour read maximum. But I want to give it my full att attention and that means actually consuming it in snippets rather than long sessions with it because my mind will wander and I won't absorb it. See above in terms of learning abilities. So I am being um, <laughs> being quite structured with it and going, right, today's my head's in the right place. Today's the day for mastery. There are a lot of self-help and self-improvement books out there and it really is about finding a tone that suits you. And as I mentioned earlier, my preferred tone is tough love. It's fine to acknowledge that you're in a crappy place, but these books, the ones I feel very confident sharing with you, my most excellent listeners, are the ones that will say, yeah, it's bad, but now let's make it better and show you the tools and tactics to navigate your way out of the storm. I'm, and I get a lot of messages about this, so we'll just take a little tangent. I'm very happy to talk about my mental health, but I don't want to be defined by the worst of it. Yes, I've absolutely struggled and... Ever since I acknowledged that and understood that, there's always a part of my brain that's on and running an antivirus program to check for signs of malware, always. But the one thing I'd say to anyone who feels crap is don't identify as crap. Acknowledge it, but view it as temporary. Identify as improving or whatever word or status makes you feel like Beyonce on the main stage at Coachella, you know? Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> um, that's a joke. Anyway, a lot of the questions from you, again, my most excellent listeners, actually asked about finding the time to read. So I thought, um, in addition to my favorite self-help books, which is probably the most popular book-related question, I also thought I'd share how I consume books. And notice how I said consume. I am far too connected to social media for work, <laughs> she says. To have, the attention, to have the attention span to really get lost in a book. Ugh, and I really, really hate that I'm saying that. But it's true. Ugh, it's so awful. My English teacher would be so upset with me. Um, so I have some techniques and tactics so that I can... Now that I feel like I have a better relationship with books, I now have some tactics to consume them in a way that means that I enjoy them and take them in, absorb them and learn from them. So... Hard copy books are for non-fiction, self-help and reference books only. So these are the books I want to dip in and out of. So Jen Sincero's book is a great example. Have a hard copy of that. And every now and again, I think, oh, I might need to just pop back into that. And I can just very, there's a dog-eared page or a poster sticking out at the top when I go to the, the section that I know will help. Whereas fiction is exclusively consumed via my kindle unless i'm publisher very kindly sends me a copy i'm currently reading the dirt the motley crew memoir the band wrote with neil strauss who's an excellent writer and it's a page turner so the kindle is perfect i'm torching through it like you wouldn't believe i'm um, if you haven't if you like that era of music then the motley crew film the dirt on netflix is quite the uh, quite the movie to watch I find it easier to read fiction this way personally and it's where I read all of Lindsay Kelk's books and it's it's just my easy read resource and I'm very excited because at the time of recording this episode Lindsay's final book in the I Heart series is imminent and um, yeah so I'm very excited about loading that onto my Kindle but also a little bit upset because obviously it's going to be the end of an era. 
I have in the last year really got into Audible. I would say it really like, yeah, the last year, last 12 months. And I actually, <laughs> I actually bought Recovery, the Russell Brand book I mentioned earlier, in hard copy and on Audible so that Russell can read it to me. Like I said, it's quite confronting. It's not the easiest read. You have to be really honest with yourself about things that have maybe held you back or mistakes that you've made or stuff that you've done that you want to try and fix. And having Russell talk you through it whilst you're reading it is for me really helpful. I feel I feel as though it helps with the absorption. His voice is like a spoonful of sugar with the medicine. It's also where I listen to autobiographies or books read by people I like. Uh, I I think I did Lily Allen's autobiography, My Thoughts Exactly, in two sessions. It was excellent to listen to because she read it so beautifully. She just had a really great tone with how she read it, and it just you just couldn't I couldn't turn it off. Call Me By Your Name, you may be familiar with the film, uh, but the book is on Audible is read by Army Hammer, who stars in the movie. And he has the kind of voice that makes you want to go up to him and ask him to hum and then hold you because it's just, he's got such beautiful resonance. So it's exquisite in your ears. And I listen to it for the content of the book, but also sometimes at bedtime because it's quite nice to go to bed with Army Hammer's voice in your ears. So sue me. I may be wrong. I love it. I also listened to What I Know For Sure, which was recommended to me by Adam Reed, by Oprah. Um, and Oprah telling you what she knows for sure definitely is a great audio companion. But also on my Audible library that I haven't got round to yet, but um, are on my list, are um, But Enough About Me, written and read by Burt Reynolds, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, can't Hurt Me, I'm really excited to listen to that one by David Goggins. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast and definitely want to listen to that book, but it needs, again, needs my full attention. Astrophysics in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I don't know how I'll get on with that because, you know, astrophysics, not my, uh, not my specialist subject, but I thought it would be worth... I figured if I was going to consume astrophysics, it would be good to give it a go by, um, by Audible. And The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, or Toll. Everyone says it differently. I think it's Eckhart Tolle. Anyway, so those are not only my favourite self-help books, but also the ways in which I consume my books. And I hope that that's been helpful. I hope that that has answered all of the listener questions. I will put the links to all of the books and all of the episodes featuring the authors of those books into the show notes and also the links to the audible books that I've also mentioned but please do get in touch let me know what your books are if you're not a member of the of the closed Facebook group for the podcast I I honestly recommend it highly there are some great conversations and we've talked previously in that group about having a book club and it's never really got off the ground but if we have a great response to this episode then it might be the, the time and the place to start the book club in the Facebook group so the link to join will of course be in the show notes and if you want to get in touch with me privately to recommend a book or talk about a book or whatever then email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com I'd be so delighted to hear from you it really is my favorite part of the show and if you think oh I can't be bothered to email but I quite fancy sending Emma a DM on social media then do that I am at Emma Guns on Twitter and Instagram and uh, slide into the DMs I even if you're not following me or if I'm not following you I, I check all the requests as well so I will I will get it 
And it would be a delight to have a chat with you about all of these books and whether you like these, whether you feel the same way about Jen, Russell, Gretchen, or whether you have any recommendations for books or ways of reading, other ways of consuming that you think I should be talking about on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It's been another pod a day, mate. So I will see you on the next one. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.